Make way for the bike lane. Today we are going to Amsterdam where there are more bicycles than there are people. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. I'm Hilary Halton, and you are listening to Travel FOMO. I'm currently sitting here in our Airstream. We're actually in New Mexico, and I'm with my travel buddy, my favorite travel buddy, Jamin, my husband. That's me. And today we are taking you guys to Amsterdam, which is part of the Netherlands. Yep. And I have so enjoyed reliving all of these places with you. So I cannot wait to talk about Amsterdam. We actually came from Bruges, Belgium, Mm -hmm. which don't even get me started on Bruges again. You guys need to go back and listen because I was tripping all over myself trying to find just the words that matched my love for that place. But we arrived to Amsterdam just a few days after King's Day, which is a national holiday in the Netherlands that we didn't really know much about until we got there. Right, yeah. Um, but it marks the birthday of King Willem Alexander, and everyone parties really hard there. Mm-hmm. Everyone wears orange. Um, orange is actually the national color, we found out, because we were like, what is all this orange about? We kept seeing it everywhere yeah. and then come to find out we had arrived like right after this huge party um, and it's the national color. Um, I was looking it up because the Dutch royal family bears the name House of Orange. Orange. I don't know exactly how to say <laughs> it, but it's spelled with a J. Um, but it's a really big deal there. So that was kind of fun to see the remnants of the big party. Right. Yeah. We missed it by what, like three days or something? Yeah. Yeah. So. Were you sad that we missed it or were you kind of relieved to not be in all the chaos? Four letters for you. F-O-M-O. <laughs> FOMO. I absolutely wish that we had been there for the big party. Um, yeah, I think that would have been so fun just yeah. to see the city come alive the way it does. Flea markets supposedly are a really big deal during that big celebration which i think is so funny because people like party really hard but then also they like go to flea markets (laughs) (laughs) they buy like a an old hat (laughs) it's i just thought that was kind of fun and i would personally love to go to like a bunch of old flea markets in another country i think that's fun yeah that's cool i i do feel like that us missing king's day i feel like there were several things that we just narrowly missed on Mm -hmm. on this particular trip and it made me think a lot more about traveling for events. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so we might have to do more mm-hmm. of that in the future. But yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, like, if you had to describe Amsterdam to someone else, what would you, because it was your first time there, mm-hmm. kind of what were some of the key takeaways and ways you would describe Amsterdam to others? Um, it just felt like, and, and granted, we were they were just came, coming off King's Day, which is like, this crazy royal raucous party but it it felt like a place where there's just very few rules Mm. like where like things are just a lot more loose at least from what i'm used to or what i'm used to being around and so everybody knows about weed in amsterdam like it it's not legal but it's not illegal it's decriminalized so that was interesting to find out too right i kind of thought it was legal but it's not Right. It's uh, it's just decriminalized. And so you can still get in trouble for it if you make yourself a nuisance. Mm. 
but they pretty much, you know, like you can go into the coffee shops, which is where they sell it and you can smoke it in there or consume it in there. And so there are places that you can and can't have it. And so you kind of have to be aware of where you are and what's going on. It's not just like a free for all, um, which I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting and different than what I had always Mm -hmm. kind of assumed and heard. Yeah. And I apologize if I sound a little off, like we're coming off of being sick. So there's still a little like remnants of, of that. So if I sound a little very whitish, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to turn up the charm. It's just uh, yeah. And in full disclosure, guys, it was like the sickness that we have been dodging all this time. Yeah. COVID. We just, I just could not believe it. Like we went all across the world, and then like we like got to Florida, and Florida, <laughs> Florida laced the us. beaches with COVID or something. That's at least that's what we think. Yeah, yeah. But, we uh, we definitely got it in Florida, but not yeah. not sure exactly. Fortunately. Where. We have our home and we can just hibernate and yeah. just find a place where we can just stay put and not move. And that's what we did. So, yep, we just isolated and changed our plans a little bit. But yeah. so some of that's still hanging on. But in Amsterdam, another one of the uh, just kind of the odd things is the red light district. Another place where kind of anything goes and a lot of the stuff is, is legal there that isn't legal other places. And we went through the red light district um, sort of by accident. Like we were just on our way from one place to another place. And it happened to be Sunday morning that we walked oh, through that's it. That's right. And there's nothing, nothing more sad than like a seedy, over sexualized, like part of a city than being there on like a Sunday morning. Because mm-hmm. it is just, it just feels gross. Yeah. And all the stuff that you're like, Oh, like that's, that's risky or that's enticing or like, you know, it sort of has this like sexy vibe in the dark (laughs) and in the Sunday morning sunlight, it's just, just bad. (laughs) Sunday (laughs) morning sunlight. It does not do it any favors. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you were more observant than I was because I was kind of like, it probably took me like a. A hot second before I was like, oh, wait, I think this is like the red light district. And you're like, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> didn't even realize where we were. Yeah, you were still kind of in your Disney fairy tale, <laughs> la, la, like, la. bobbing along. And yeah. you're like, oh, huh, that's that, that looks strange. That's a little risque. Like, I started yeah. seeing like adult theaters and I was like, oh, OK, that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we. uh we went through that. We did not feel the need to go back um, in the dark, so that was our only experience with it. So I'm not, uh, I'm not sure if you go in for that kind of thing or not. But uh, do you regret not going to the Red Lake District and just missing out on seeing it at night, Jamin? Uh, no, <laughs> no, that feels like you don't have any FOMO. <laughs> no, no FOMO. Around. I feel like I would need like a hazmat suit. <laughs> to, to make that an acceptable experience but uh you know just uh just not for me each to his own and that uh, that's not where where i roam yeah another sort of odd thing was the like the restroom situation there like the bathrooms so weird yeah so there were like not men's and women's which is becoming more more common i don't think that that's a that that's a very big deal but it was just sort of a you know a free-for-all that way but they have these urinals there throughout the city and they're they're outside 
And it's essentially like a barrel with like a hole in the ground. And so guys like I, I only ever saw men using them. I assume just men use them, but guys walk, like walk into this barrel and then like pee in the hole in the ground. And it's just odd because the barrel only covers like shoulders down to like knees. If that, if shoulders. Yeah. Maybe more like elbows. Yeah. So yeah, depending on on the the one, like it really doesn't leave a lot to the imagination and like (laughs) people just like look, look at you like you're looking at people while they're taking a pee and they're looking at you like when you're walking by them on the street because they're right off the side of the street there and the one was in the middle of the park yeah right outside where we stayed and so you'd be like looking off our balcony out under this park and be like oh there's a guy there's a guy peeing right there that's cool <laughs> oh, man. and there's space between like the knees and the ground so you see like the stream yeah you see which the I thought was completely <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> like why doesn't it just go all the way I to the know. ground like we have the technology just take the wall all the way to the ground Right, that is so funny. It also caused for like but. it caused for like a stench on the streets yes. too, which I was like, you just always knew you'd be like, what is that smell? And you're just like, I must be near a urinal. Yeah, fresh urine smell. Which you know, if you're smelling it, that means that there's like particles of it in the air, and so you're just <sighs> breathing in urine, which is always nice. Mm. No, 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 thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was I, and you know, okay, so there was the urinals, but then. I would say for me, it did feel pretty different to go into a bathroom where it's like men and women combined because mm, yeah. in America, yeah, you might, there might be a one, um, there might be a private bathroom um, where one person goes in at one time and it doesn't matter if it's guys or girls, you know? Oh, uh, because it's a one stall situation. Right. But when mm. you're going into like a place with like urinals and a place with like all these stalls it it's i don't feel like it's as common to see that in america where like yeah. i might be in a stall right next to a guy and a guy might be in a stall right next to a girl yeah yeah i feel like uh i feel like women really lost out on that uh, that whole situation because <laughs> guys restrooms are so much worse than women's restrooms and yeah sorry ladies <laughs> Um, so you mentioned the place that we stayed, which was by a park. Mm -hmm. We, I loved that place because it was, it had, it, I mean, aside from the urinal, it had a really great view of this park, (laughs) (laughs) but we stayed at Generator Amsterdam, which is a hostel and it was a really good hostel. I've had great experiences at Generator hostels and, um, they're, they are very well run and, um, they, I, I will just say that hostel experience was way better than our hostel experience in Dublin. Yeah, for sure. So um, there was like a bar at the bottom. There was a cafe. The bar actually was in. Um, so this whole place was in. It was kind of like you were living on campus because it was in an <laughs> old like university yeah. dorm or a science building or something like that. And so inside um, where the bar was, it actually had all these levels of bar tops that were, um, it was just like an old lecture hall. Mm -hmm. And so every tier had like little bar tops where you would stand and like have your drinks and stuff, which I just thought was like so interesting, you know, and really unique way that they like, you know, 
turned it all up and modernized it. But um, our room was basically like a hotel room. And it was really nice. It had like this fun wallpaper and we had, we had the exact room that we asked for. It looked exactly like the photos. And Mm -hmm. I remember walking in and being like, no way, this is as good as it looked. Yeah. And just because we had a corner room, complete the, all the walls, basically anything that, um, well, the, the corner walls, they, um, it was solid window. Yeah. Solid floor to ceiling window. So tons of natural light. Um, and then it was super green outside because it's this huge park and all these trees are coming up by your window. So it was it felt surprisingly private. Mm-hmm. Um and um the park was Ooster Park. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um but anyway, I just love that part. We actually we there were two parrots, two green parrots <laughs> yeah. that like kept like dancing around outside our windows and so uh, yeah, just, I just I was yeah. shocked to see them there like I did not expect to see parrots in like in the wild in Amsterdam yeah yeah but, right yeah. and then like they had good laundry facility you did laundry while we were there um they they even had a dryer which we felt like we never came across <laughs> it's kind of a big <laughs> right, deal yeah that's um true. Yeah, but then the downside was really that it was really far away from a lot of stuff that we ended up going to see. So right. every time we left, we had to like book it and like make our way all across, which we never ended up getting any bikes. That would have made it a lot easier. Wait, of course, you know, Amsterdam, the city <laughs> of bikes. But for whatever reason, there were so many bikes and there was a lot more traffic than I remembered. And it was busy and it felt a lot more fast paced than I remembered too so the idea of like riding a bike and all the madness I was like ah I'll pass yeah it it seemed like crossing the street was a big enough like risk that like yeah hopping on a bike and running around seemed like a seemed like a bad idea it was a little intimidating yeah well and we were used to always like being on our feet anyway because we like to travel by foot and go for runs Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we love to get around by foot and we did run that first morning. Yeah. And it was another like unfortunate situation where we had to run a ways to get to where we wanted to run. Oh, I, oh that like, <laughs> that would frustrate me so much because yeah. it'd be like, I can't do like a six mile run after we've already ran two miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we ended up like, I think we ended up doing like a five mile run that we wanted to do in the middle of the city, but we ran, we had to run a mile and a half each way to get there. So it ended up being like eight miles worth of run. And then we had to like walk back into that part of the city and then to for like lunch and midday stuff. And then we walked back that after that, like in the evening and yeah. How many we, miles did we end up doing that day? Cause that I was think, like our, one of our biggest days. I yeah. Think. It was one of our biggest days. I think it was like 22 miles or maybe even over 22, but it's like almost a marathon. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was. Yeah. It and definitely felt like it. Yeah. But the run was great. I, I will say like a lot of cobblestone streets and stuff. So which is kind of hard to run on. It's rough on your ankles. But and when you think of a canal run mentally, you're like, it's a canal. Like you're we're running along these canals. It's going to be super level. But you don't think that like. To cross a canal, you have to have a bridge. So even though your elevation change isn't a, isn't much, you're constantly 
up and down these bridges, up and down these bridges, which makes yeah. for a little bit more of a difficult run than, than what you thought, particularly when you're tacking on three extra miles. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it was a really pretty run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little, I mean, like, full transparency, guys. Like, it was a little dirty. Uh, yes. I don't know if that was, like, remnants of the big party or if that's just <laughs> normal, but, like, loads and loads and loads of trash just piled up on yeah. the streets. There was there was trash everywhere, and I think... After having come from Bruges, where there's like yeah. there's not even like a gum wrapper on the ground, to this like was really bad. And we ran on a Sunday morning, which I think everybody had been going really hard that Saturday night, mm-hmm. like leftover from King's Day. And I think it was like probably the roughest condition that it could possibly be in, um, trash and and dirt wise. But um, but once you got past that, like it was really cool to see. Yeah. The canals and and the buildings and and all of the Amsterdam stuff kind of without the crowds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And oh my gosh, we got in a lot that day because we were really trying to pack that day in. Mm-hmm. And we went to Food Holland, which is so cool. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a food <laughs> hall, which we found one. Um, and it's just tons of street food. Um, and a ton of great options. You had like a barbecue sampler meal kind of yeah it was really good which is really good um we tried some bitter ballen which is like fried cheese balls it's kind of one of the um the items that the netherlands are known for mm-hmm. um and they were really good like there was one i can't remember all the different flavors but there was like a, a goat cheese kind and a truffle and anyway it was it was pretty good yeah i mean yeah. who doesn't like fried cheese <laughs> <laughs> i think we show some of that of the food hall too in the in the YouTube video. Yes. So yeah. Wanna, we show a lot of it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, if you want to bop over and check that out, like yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and there was like a gin and tonic bar. There mm-hmm. were nachos. I love nachos. <laughs> you guys, you you can hear this for yourself. This is from the video. I've never had nachos in Holland, so let's see what it tastes like. She lied to you. She had nachos last night. She said she never had them in Holland. She had them last night. Oh, that's crazy. I did. Yeah, so apparently I was like, I had nachos like (laughs) two meals in a row. (laughs) Yeah. And didn't even remember. No, you were so excited to have nachos. You're like, I haven't had nachos in Holland yet. I've never had nachos here. And you're like, you're a liar. You just had nachos last night. The last night. time that you ate, like, you had nachos. That's true. So true. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys can see all of this food for yourself, which um, it's kind of fun to see amazing food. And uh, yeah, that's all out there on YouTube on the video, which is live right now. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah. Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we'd love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now. So what were some of the other interesting foods that I feel like there were some other things that we got that were very specific to the Netherlands? Yes, we got uh, Stroop waffles, which are like very thin like kind of crisp waffles like two of them with like a layer of kind of like a honey caramel in between and then they're usually they have a topping and I got I got uh, chocolate with caramel 
And I don't remember, did you get, you got one too, right? Yeah, mine had like um, some crunchy things on it. Some cinnamon and like some crunchy stuff, kind of like a toffee. It was so good. Yeah. That is one thing that I'm like, I would love to have some of those again. They are fun because it's a sweet, like it's a sweet treat and you, you know that going in, but it's like a little crunchy Mm-hmm. And I think the caramel that I got had some sea salt on it too. And so, oh, yeah. and they're like, you just like, you got them in your hand, you're walking around and yeah, and it's fun that way. Yeah. I we love had the some crunchy. other street food. Uh, yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. I had a herring sandwich. Oh, that was good. <laughs> it's like fresh herring. So fresh fish that has been salted. Um, it's, it's safe, basically. Basically, they've made it safe. They tell you it's safe. Right. I didn't get sick. <laughs> and um, and it was basically comes on like a hot dog bun. So it doesn't look all that amazing. But it tasted really great. It was really fresh, kind of like eating sushi. Um, but you guys, you really should go look at the YouTube channel just to see what a herring sandwich looks like. Um, because that was like a very specific thing we looked really hard for it and it was surprisingly mm-hmm. hard to find yeah it was it was a little hard to find and i had gone i went into it you really wanted one and i was like well you get one and i'll try a little bit but i was a little intimidated i didn't actually try yeah. it it was one of the few things that i feel like on our whole trip that i was like ah, that might be a bridge too far for me yeah well and it had pickles and onions on it and yeah, that's yeah. not you're not a fan of that either so that's then true. you got like the raw fish and stuff too so Um, But it was really good. It's definitely a healthy way of eating. Like if that's something, if that is like what street food is like there, they are way healthier (laughs) when it comes to street food. That's true. I just had to double down on street waffles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the other things that we did that I really, really enjoyed was Mm -hmm. the canal tour that we took. And our tour guide was so good. She was like Romanian. She spoke excellent English. She lived in the Netherlands. Like she just hearing her um, give her background and talk. I was just like, wow, I was so impressed. Um, And then there was a ton of diversity on the tour. So it was really fun to like see who all was there. There were like some Polish and Americans and French and Germans. And it was just really fun to like... Mm -hmm be amongst all those people and um they served us like some wine and cheese and um but we learned the coolest stuff like what would you say is some of the if you had to like just pick out something what was one of the most interesting things that you learned for me like it was a really interesting tour because you're in the you know you're in a really old boat down on the water and they're telling you all about the city and they the our tour guide she explained the buildings and how they all they all sort of lean toward the canal, which I had noticed. And I had honestly thought like, well, the city's settling and it's built on these canals. And so I thought it was like a, like something that was happening over time, like a defect almost, but they're built that way. And at the, at the pinnacle of each home is like a bar that sticks out with like a hook or a pulley on it. And I hadn't really noticed the hook, the hooks and pulleys, but after she pointed them out, I saw them everywhere. So fascinating because all these homes were originally warehouses. Like that's what this was. It was like a lot of of goods coming in and out. And they wouldn't like take them from boats and like take them up a bunch of stairs. 
they would use these hooks and these pulleys and they would hoist them up and take everything, all the cargo through the windows. So the windows would open up and all the cargo would go in and all these hooks and pulleys are still used today. That's how people that live in these in these homes now, that's how they get their furniture in and out. I love that. Yeah, it's through like through the windows, which I thought was crazy. And once she told us that, you see it everywhere and yeah. you just can't stop seeing it. Yeah. And she talked about how the spices um, were like so like expensive. Mm-hmm. It was so important for them to be on the very top floor. Right. And so they trade all these spices because they're worth more than gold. And you end up putting them up on the top floor because, of course, the canals might just flood and you can't risk, <laughs> yeah. you know, your gold being on the, the bottom floor. So. Uh, yeah, that was super fascinating. Um, yeah, and how people continue to use them today. I like really thought it was interesting how there truly are more bikes than there are people. That was crazy to me. Yeah. Just blows my mind. There are 800,000 people living in Amsterdam and there are 1.3 million bikes. Um, most of most people there that live there, they actually have a couple different bikes. So they yeah. might have like their like leisurely bike and they might have the bike that they ride to work and they might have like the sport bike um, <laughs> or the family bike. You know, we saw so many families and it'd be like a mom riding a bike and there'd be like a kid sitting in a basket up front. There'd be two kids behind her, like and people just pile onto these bikes. It's so funny. Like, yeah. and they're really, really talented at it i don't even know how else to say it they're really talented (laughs) at it but um the average bike lasts a person around six months which i was like what why is that and it's because they get stolen Mm -hmm. um they might end up in the canal yeah which is hilarious to me and then she went on to say that the city of amsterdam actually pays there there are two employees of the city that they go around and they fish bikes out of the canal and it is a full-time job and in 2021 they fished out 15,000 that's bikes. amazing it, it it just blows your mind it was funny cuz she said like a lot of people have like like you said they have multiple bikes but they have like a drinking bike so you have oh, like right. like a ratty old beat up bike that you take out to the bar because you know if you lose it and you can't find it if it gets <laughs> stolen it's not that big a deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that cracks me <laughs> up. But like yeah, you can move to Amsterdam and get you a drinking bike. Oh man, I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, and when you see all these, like in in the video, you guys can see how many bikes just get crammed together. Yeah, and it would be really easy to be like I truly don't know where my bike is you know when we talked about like maybe we should rent bikes that was one of the things that i thought of i was like man i'm afraid that if i like rented a bike and like put it somewhere that i wouldn't be able to like how am i going to get the right bike back (laughs) right (laughs) that's so funny um what else she talked a lot about people that live in the boats because Mm -hmm. obviously we were on a boat going throughout the canals and seeing all right. of these houseboats. Yes. And I was shocked at how expensive they were. I know. Crazy. Um, okay, so some of the wealthiest people in Amsterdam, they choose to live in a boat, which blows my mind because these boats aren't necessarily that nice in a lot of instances. Um, most of the bikes, or mm, bikes, most of the boats <laughs> don't even have engines. 
which is funny to me too. They're just literally made to sit there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, they could cost up to half a million dollars, which is crazy. Um, and then you've got like a monthly mooring fee, I think is what they call it. Um, if you live on the water, you have to pay that monthly fee and that's around 200 euro, which is like a pretty steep tax. Yeah. Um, and then there are like canal parades and street parties and stuff like King's Day, like, you know, mm. we just missed. One of the drawbacks of owning a boat as a home is that when those big holidays and those big parties happen, you have to man your boat because 100 people will hop on board so they can be <laughs> see part of the canal parade or so they can, you know, just be on the water. But you just never know who will end up on your boat and will sink your boat. If you're not there to stop them right. on these holidays, which I just thought, man, that's like, that's so fascinating. I just love that. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I thought another interesting thing was about like the steps on the homes. Yeah. So the more steps that you had on your house, like, like leading up to your front door or whatever, the more taxes you paid. And so, which meant that you were kind of wealthier and I feel like a lot of people today try to like avoid taxes and do everything they can to like not pay more taxes, but it was kind of a way to like show off your wealth. And so people would just add, like add a step, like just make sure that your house had one more step than your neighbor <laughs> so that you could prove that you were rich enough to pay more taxes. <laughs> like, well, and some of the steps, like she pointed out, some of the steps like were a half step. Or like yeah. something super annoying right. to walk up, I would think. <laughs> yeah, you yeah very it. inconvenient. But hey, I'll pay more taxes than Everybody you because I'm richer than you. <laughs> so what's up now? Oh, man, that whole thing. There was so much more. The, the, that tour was just awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, do you the remember? Wine and cheese didn't hurt either. Yeah, wine and cheese. That was a great, great addition. Um, do you remember the name of that canal tour company? Oh, man. I wish I remembered. I don't know. Well, it was great. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I remembered that for you guys. Oh. Um, okay. So one of the things that we did not do that I had my heart set on doing was the Anne Frank house. And I am so bummed. Even though I'd been before, I mm -hmm. wanted you to go. And yeah. whenever I'd been, I'd like rush through it with my sister. And we did it so fast. And man, I just was so bummed. And okay, so what happened is they release these tickets once a month. I think a lot of this started from COVID now, you know. Right, yeah. To kind of like monitor and um, limit the number of people coming in. But they now release tickets once a month. And so you have to really plan this in advance. So if you're going to Amsterdam, like plan well in advance. Um, I kept trying to get the tickets online and it was actually like a right around the right time frame. Like I was like, okay, like I was like, I was on top of it. Yeah, yeah, you were. But we were in a train station and I was like either on my phone or something, but it wouldn't allow the payment process to go through. So I kept buying two tickets, trying to pay for them, and it would not ever go through. Right. Oh my gosh, I was so frustrated. And I even... um I think I was buying myself out of space too. Like, I think it was like showing that like these tickets were gone, gone, gone. Right. And I'm like, no, that's me. And I'm trying to pay for them and you won't, um, you won't let me. But anyway, so I would just like encourage you, like 
I don't know, like get on a good, good stable internet, <laughs> be on a computer, like don't try to do it on your phone or anything like that because, um, yeah, that like didn't work out. I was so bummed. And then like we went past and I was like, can I just like go talk to them anyway and see if maybe I can get in? And I went up and kind of asked and, the, and I was like, I tried so hard and, you know, it doesn't yeah. look like I was able to get tickets, but I kept trying and they were like, yeah, we're sorry. And I was like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I feel like we did miss out on that one. Like I, I really wanted to go and I just felt like, well, our time in Amsterdam was so short because it was a more expensive place to stay, which is why we stayed in a hostel Mm -hmm. and why we limited our time there. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the things that we really wanted to do. And I feel like we missed out on. Yeah. I also missed out on getting to meet Ashley Hill's cousin. (laughs) Random. (laughs) Ashley Hill, love you, girl. And to your cousin, we're so sorry we didn't get to hang out more. Um, I guess we were like dead tired from (laughs) walking the the streets probably. Yeah. Yeah, the uh the twenty two miles um got us. And we and and we had to we had to get out of town. Yeah, yeah. But um I think that'd be amazing to live there though. Oh, super cool. That's yeah. I mean, it is just such a, a different city. And the other thing I will mention is that since we've been there, we have met well, we met the the Netherlands Olympic ski team. Was it ski team? Rowing. Rowing team, yeah. We met them in Austria mm-hmm. and um we were like all on a um gondola going up a mountain together or coming down a mountain together or something and um we were like standing next to all of these like really really tall women and they have like and they're super athletic and um just really intimidating I was so intimidated and here I am thinking that I'm like athletic now because I've like lost weight and I've been in shape and stuff and nothing compared to them and we just kind of started talking to them and we're like hey you know you got these Olympic bags are you guys in the Olympics and they start telling us about um how they're training up in the mountains and um and they were and we were like we just went to um the Netherlands and you know we love it and they were like where did you go (laughs) We said Amsterdam and they said, oh, did you go anywhere else? And we were like, no. (laughs) And they're like, okay, next time check out some other places because that is not the best example of all of the Netherlands. And there's so much more to see. And um, in fact, our friend Mercedes Milberry Fowler, she was recently in the Netherlands and she went all over the place. And I, it might have been a week or two weeks of her being in the Netherlands and saw all kinds of places. So um, we should have had her on this podcast to like give us the full scoop on the rest of the country. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like there's so many places that we went that we barely like scratched the surface. Yeah. We were just moving so fast, but I definitely would go back to the Netherlands and and explore more, see more and, and do more. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and tulip season is a big deal there. Yeah. And so we were there kind of at the end of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we saw a lot of tulips, but it wasn't quite, the timing wasn't quite right for us to actually make a trip out into the country to go to a tulip farm or anything right. like that. But yeah. that's something you can do. And it is just, if the pictures are accurate, and I think they are based on, mm-hmm. you know, the pictures I've seen of Amsterdam, it lines up with how cool Amsterdam is 
Well, and just like just the the tulips that we saw in town, even though like they were sort of at the end, were incredible. And so I can't imagine going out to where they farm them and like yeah 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 and all the windmills and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, love it. Well, okay. After that, we hopped on a train. Yep. On to the next, Mm -hmm. and went to Luxembourg. Yeah. Which is a whole nother country. Neither one of us had ever been to. Um quite possibly the most different city from Amsterdam you can imagine. <laughs> yes. And it's very landlocked. <laughs> yeah. It's um very um it's not very flat. No. It's got tons of like this huge gorge running through the middle of it. It's beautiful. Um I feel like it's a little mysterious too because I don't know that many people, well I don't know anybody who's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, it's such a small country and kind of hard to get to, like Mm -hmm. it's not close to a lot. And so you have to kind of intentionally go there. We wanted to go see it to see like another country, see what it was all about. And we're blown away when we got there. Yeah. It's a very uncommon destination. So you guys are going to want to tune in next week so you can hear about it because it's pretty cool. And, um, and then, I mean, it's so beautiful. I don't even know. It's one of the places where I feel like we filmed it and I still look at the videos and I'm like, that's not enough. That does not do it justice. Yeah. I feel like with a lot of our videos, we were able to capture lots of things with Luxembourg. It just didn't quite do it. It's so just so mind blowing Yeah, when you're there in it. So yeah. you're going to make, make sure that you are subscribed yes. and uh, tuned in from wherever you watch and listen yeah. When we go there, you can find us on all the social media stuff. Um, we're pretty active on TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you want to find us there. And of course, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and then our YouTube videos as well. So yeah, tuned into all of it to see all the Amsterdam stuff and come with us on to Luxembourg. That's right. It's going to be so fun. And uh, we were only there 24 hours because, <laughs> well, life is short. <laughs> Wonder well. <laughs>